Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. I'm Priyanka. And this is Imperfection in Training. We are so super excited to be recording our first episode. Yes, I'm so stoked. Um, today, seeing as it is exactly one year since we graduated, which is super weird, um, we thought it would be cool to focus on life post-graduation, do a kind of expectations versus reality type thing. Um, so hopefully that is interesting and relevant if either you've graduated recently or been through some sort of major life change um so seeing as it's the first episode we should do a little bit of an introduction so Priyanka tell me about yourself imagine we're back at college icebreakers oh my goodness guys Maria and I did not do icebreakers well with each other but here we are so evidently that did not matter um anyway I am Priyanka I did film and media in college, which was fantastic while studying, not so fantastic while finding a job. Hashtag, please support the arts. It's so necessary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did film and media studies in college. Um, and I studied, I did both film production and like media production and media research and um, studied a lot of social media. So relevant, so scary, so all the things. Um, and yeah, I think and was also into a lot of like female empowerment groups and all that good stuff. Anyway, cool. Maddie, what do you do? What about, what about you as a person? Yeah. What are your hobbies? <laughs> what do you do outside of school and work? <laughs> um, good question. <laughs> that is so important. No, guys, seriously, it's important. And I fall into resume talk all the time. Um, I... I'm a massive reader. I dance a lot. I listen to a lot of music. I do a lot of art. Um, I draw a lot of naked people, essentially. It's a good time. It is a good time. I quite like it, um, but in pretty colors. I'll flip you the link to my Instagram in case you're in interested later. Uh, and yeah. I like that subtle self-promo. There's nothing <laughs> subtle about me, guys. Honestly, it's a bit bad. <laughs> I'm so shameless. <laughs> Oh, I'm also like, I'm a big walker, I think. And I, I know that sounds weird, but I genu I will like take time out of my day to just go on walks because I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, Maddie, I'm do gonna you wanna... pretend like I haven't heard all of you before. <laughs> wow, that's also so exciting, so interesting. <laughs> right? I think I'm a fabulous person. Indeed you are, mm. truly. Wait, that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was being sarcastic, so I like that you were like more genuine. I was trying to like... <laughs> sweet and genuine and then it just sounded snarky <laughs> <laughs> oh well and I was trying to be sarcastic and I think I sounded like I really think that about myself um so Which here we you go should. anyway let's stop talking about me and talk about you tell me everything <laughs> did you like my tactic to stop not talk about myself <laughs> I did and I caught it and we're here um, again <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, so I am Maddie. I. This is hard. Um, yeah, so I studied art history and sociology um, and colonialism studies at uni, and now I live in Berlin and attempt to speak German on a daily basis and have many awkward interactions where I think I've understood people and I actually haven't. 
or I just don't understand them and I smile and nod. Um, I feel like that's an accurate summary of my life at the moment. <laughs> I think you're doing a lot more than just that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> just saying. Um, yeah, I also do a lot of art, mostly drawing and painting, um, also some music. I like being outside and participating in the world as a human and not just a being that is supposed to make money and support capitalism. <laughs> um, so yeah, also I like knitting socks. <laughs> Maddie knits fantastic socks, y'all. So, life post-graduation. So I feel like, for me, I had like a very specific idea of where I wanted to be. Like I knew for a while that I wanted to be in Berlin and wanted to move here. But other than that, I did not have a clue. <laughs> so I thought that I had a plan and then I have gradually realized that that was the wrong plan. And now I no longer have a plan. <laughs> in the iconic words of Phoebe Buffet, I don't even have a plan. <laughs> Uh, yep, that was honestly, I rewatched that episode recently just to hear her say that. I needed to feel related to. Um, but honestly, I was, um, as you recall, Maddie, I was a bit um, on the opposite side of you, where I had no idea where I was going to be, um, but I had all these plans of what I was going to do. Um, <clears throat> are we surprised? <laughs> Answer no. Um, well, so, fun story, y'all. When I graduated, um, I had a full, literal six-year plan set because I was going to apply to grad school for a master's PhD combined program, which takes up five years of your life, so there's that. And uh, I was going to try and apply for a job for a year in between graduating from undergrad and going into this grad program. And it didn't matter to me super a lot where that was going to be because I really thought that... Um, I figured as long as I was in one of a few places where that job was didn't matter. Um, the job itself took about three months to happen because also, um, so I'm international, I'm, an in, I'm from India, and so um, it, my vi sorting out visa things, which did eventually happen, took a while. And um, so I lost a bunch of time that way and didn't have a job and kind of sat around my butt for three months um, and eventually ended up um, finding an internship, which I'll come to in a second, but I had like a million plans for what I was going to be doing, how I was going to be doing them, uh, who I was going to be doing them with. Like I had all these plans and, uh, let's just say as life turned out, none of them have happened, um, outside of the moving to a different city. And yeah, now we're back at square one again. And, but, but a lot wiser, I'd like to think. Hopefully, maybe, kind of. No, Maddie's looking at me very amused, guys. I don't think I'm wiser, but here we are. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is a real issue for me. <laughs> um, no, I'm amused because I feel like it's just like a constant theme in our lives, but also I think in most people's lives, where like you think you have a plan and then. Or just like lol <laughs> jk <laughs> yeah oh my goodness i swear i've heard 
a past therapist tell me this. My dad has told me this in his way. Like, anybody I know, anybody who's lived any amount of life has told me this. Where they're like, well, so my past therapist phrased it in, like, w w he, he liked quotes a lot. So he said something along the lines of, man proposes and God disposes. And he really liked that catchphrase. My dad, of course in mm. true dad fashion was like no you can't just have a fixed plan you have to have a dynamic plan that moves from here to here to here to here and you it's adaptable and changeable and malleable and i was like and and you know no no and, and you know i believe him i agree and now i have one of i'm trying to put in place one of those dynamic thingamajigs and um i think it's happening so yay dad and anyone else with even a bit of a brain has agreed with that notion so here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that one of the things that both of us have had to deal with a lot in the past year is just a huge amount of uncertainty, especially seeing as both of us had very structured lives up until graduating, you know, going from like school, secondary school, college, it was all kind of planned out, always having like someone else to an extent in charge of your schedule, and also just not really questioning very much what you would be doing next the questions were all kind of like choosing between options rather than choosing what to do just out of the blue so choosing like should i major in x or y rather than like hmm shall i move to germany or stay in london or become a curator or go to grad school or for me i think it's been a lot more difficult and a lot more challenging to be more self-directed and then to also have so many other people having opinions about those decisions i think i definitely question a lot whether i'm making those decisions for me whether i'm making those decisions because i want to please other people because i want to rebel against other people just constantly questioning everything <laughs> yeah it's a time no and I, I sort of think of it a lot as like like you were saying, like up until now, we've had to like color in the lines and now we have to draw the whole picture. And it's like, I am not prepared for this, but um, yeah, but yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And I, and I totally relate to like, duh, I to of course I totally relate to this, but, um, but this, the special specific part about everyone having opinions about what you should and shouldn't do and the whole thing of, so what are you doing next? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing next. I'm trying to figure it out just as much as you are. Believe you me, if I had an answer for you, I would be the happier one. Um, but it's just one of those things where like, I'm starting to realize that you, there's some people who can make a plan, like, like doctors and people who go to med school, you know, they make their plan, they know what they're doing. They don't have much of a choice but to stick with it for about 12 years of their life. Um, and then they do it and then they become doctors and they go do their thing and whatever. But then there's also the bunch of us slash the majority of us that don't do that and sort yeah, of and figure it out as we go along. even doctors like right, that go was, through a lot of questioning. Of course. And that was yeah. a massive oversimplification. I think their lines just kind of stick around a little longer than a lot of ours do. Um, I think is a better way to phrase mm -hmm. that, like they're coloring inside the lines phase. Yeah, the questions, the decisions that they have to make are more like binding, I think. Yeah, which is which is a whole other different kind of scary. And, and honestly, I, um, kudos, would not want to be there. But um, but yeah, because I don't know, I think it's so interesting because I feel like, I feel like 
as a kid growing up, I was always so convinced that like I'd hit 18 and magically life would figure itself out and I'd have all these ideas and know exactly where I was going. And God, y'all, as I am such a planner, like I, it doesn't come across like that when you meet me, if you meet me, because I'm, I come across very disorganized and you know what, realistically I am, but, um, but I also am a massive planner. And from the time I was five, I've always had a plan. Now that plan has changed multiple times. At five, I wanted to go to med school. We have grown since then. Um, <laughs> that's so funny to me yeah anyway I wanted to do physics and science and then I wanted to do bio research and, and I always always had a plan and I was like at 22 I'll graduate at 25 I'll do this at 27 I'll get married at like 32 I'll have all my, I'll have I'll be done having all my kids um, I'm 23 and I have flushed all of that down the toilet um, because I think my priorities have also changed. And I think that's something that, you know, as a kid, obviously you don't really account for because you don't necessarily see it too, too much is how much you change as a person, how much who you are develops at different stages. Um, and yeah, and it's so interesting because like, I think even, and, and I think as I've, as I've grown older um, and as, you know, things have progressed, I've realized that my priorities like forget priorities shifting from like being 16 to being 23 which is a whole huge seven years like my priorities have shifted from when I moved to New York to now as I'm leaving New York like it's been seven months and I've, I've seen so much and learned so much and the things I think are important have changed and the way in which I perceive the world has changed and I think and I think that for me along with that uncertainty has really really characterized the last year because I think it has become a lot more obvious to me with the when you take away the lines that within which you color. I'm gonna stick with my analogy until everyone hates it. Um, no, I, I love your metaphor. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but yeah, no. But as you take away the lines, I'm realizing you, when you start creating the lines, you start realizing how those lines can mold and shift because you're making them, and so the way in which you see them will constantly change. And that's really interesting too. Is like so many factors like and so many like you, you meet like a new person and you you like okay for example I tend to be a hermit right we know this anyone who knows me knows this I am a hermit I don't go out in my house I don't leave my house I like the comfort of being by myself um which is also by the way very different from how I was when I was a kid so yay growth but um question mark unclear anyway but um but then as I realized that my time in New York was coming to an end, I started going out more and just saying hi to more people and making more friends. And I've made friends with more strangers in the last three months than I have in, what, five years? Just because I was like, what do I have to lose? So it'll say no one walk away, sure. And, and you know, it's the sort of cheesy thing where people always say, oh, live every day like it's your last. But it's like, honestly, I have been living so much more as if it were my last day in New York because my last day in New York is coming up on me so quickly. and. And suddenly I'm able to actually see everything that I've learned and see that how that perspective has changed and see how much I've gotten from this. And I think along with that uncertainty, one of the things that I'm really trying to take with me is that is moving forward and actually using and assimilating those lessons into my actual everyday life, you know? That's super interesting. And I feel like I relate to a lot of that in terms of like, realizing that there are so many more possibilities than you had previously thought of i feel like for me i always had like a really narrow focus 
because I always knew that I wanted to work in the arts and everyone told me since like from when I was such a young age that that's so difficult to do and you need to be so good to be able to do that and so I was like okay well I need to put every single drop of my energy into this one thing like I can't do anything outside of that because that is a waste of time it is inefficient it is not productive and therefore it is useless <laughs> because you know that's how life works only only work is important obviously but I think because of that I really was like okay well I'm going to do art history and I'm going to be the best at it <laughs> and you succeeded um I mean technically no someone else got the thesis prize not that I'm bitter <laughs> but <laughs> viewers you will soon come to realize that I am a very uncompetitive person except about things that do not matter at all like whose thesis is more beloved by the apartment or whether I can be faster than all of the strangers walking along the same street as me those are the kinds of things that I'm competitive about <laughs> on the flip side I'm competitive about literally everything <laughs> and then I think that after graduating and in like over the course of the past year I've just been having like a bit of an ongoing crisis being like huh this plan that I have dedicated my whole life to is the wrong one what on earth do I do from here I haven't prepared anything else I have no other skills oh no <laughs> and so now I've kind of just had to reevaluate a lot of things so going from like thinking that I was really certain and I think on so many times I even said like oh I feel so lucky and so grateful because I know what I want to do and I know so many people don't know what they want to do and now I'm like haha that was cute <laughs> honestly relatable though I don't know it is it is a time though I feel like well you know in all fairness I feel like it is important knowledge for both of us that this whole thing of like knowing what you want to do doesn't just come from us. It's such a massive pressure, like socially. Um, and the funny thing is you talk to people and you, I mean, I feel like most people I talk to are always like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But somehow collectively as a society, we keep pushing this thing of everyone knows what they're doing. And I don't, I genuinely don't understand how that happens because I'm still trying to figure out where that comes from. Because I haven't met a single person, not one, and I've met a fair few people who knows what they're doing. Like, no one knows what they're doing. So where is this whole pressure to understand and know and, like, plot and charter a course till the day you die coming from? Like, how the hell am I supposed to know? Firstly, how am I supposed to know what I'm going to die? I would like to not know that information. Thank you. But secondly, <laughs> how am I supposed to chart a course for that day? Like, starting now, I'm, what, 23? Like, it's just, it's so weird. I don't, I don't understand... Also, why should I know that? Like, on what basis should I have a plan for that? How do I know what's going to happen, like, in 10 years? I don't. I don't know what decisions I'm going to make yet. I don't know what's going to force me to make decisions. I don't know what's going to motivate me to make decisions. I don't know what's going to be easy. I don't know what's going to be hard. On what basis? Like, and especially, this also really bothers me, by the way, with, like, asking 16-year-olds to decide what they're going to be studying for the next, like, seven, eight years. No, no. At 16, you barely know left from right. Like, stop it. Honestly, I still get my left and right confused. It's a bit bad. But that's besides the point. The point is that I think we ask, especially now, and I've noticed, like, my, I feel like my family and my aunts and, like, basically older people in my life constantly tell me this where they say our life as kids is much harder than their life as kids were be mm -hmm. because, um, because we have so many more decisions to make and we have so much more stress in our lives because of the number of things we have to do 
and it's funny, right? Because we'll do all these things. We'll like get that college degree, literally work and like work through blood, sweat and tears in college. And it doesn't even guarantee you a good, a good job, which is like, let's unpack that in a later episode because we're not even like too many things. But, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't guarantee you anything. Whereas like my aunts were telling me going to college implied they would get a fantastic job and like be perfectly fine and set and all of that good stuff. And, and I think the world itself is changing so quickly. Like, I feel like the world is, I mean, and granted, again, I think a lot of this is like your perception of the world changes because who you are changes and what's important changes and all that stuff, right? So like accounting for those changes, the world itself is also changing really quickly. What's important seven years ago isn't going to, isn't important today. And what's important today isn't going to be important in seven years. And like, I think realistically, drawing back to like things we've learned and things we take moving forward, the best skill you can learn is adaptability. Like I think that is one of the most crucial, th- or not the best skill, but <laughs> the best, wow, yay competitiveness. But the most crucial thing, one of the most crucial things to learn is to be able to think on your feet and be adaptable because, um, and the skill to almost pick up new skills, like to teach yourself how to most efficiently pick up new skills so to know how you learn and to know how you practice and to know yourself in a way that actually lets you pick up new pick up new things and move forward um, and constantly able to fit fit into and be a part of the society and like contribute to it you know not not to say that your worth is like dependent on your contributions at all no although I know there will be a bunch of people who may have you believe that but just in terms of like I don't know I know for me if I were just kind of slobbing around I don't know if that's even a real world but it like it makes sense in my head but if we're if I was just slobbing around all the time I feel like that unproductivity would just eat at me and would just not be very good but but yeah and also just in terms of like surviving in contemporary society like you need to be able to support yourself and pay your bills and pay your rent and like unfortunately that is the way that most of the world works at least currently um and i think that that can um yeah be i don't know if i would say it can be limiting but i think that it is kind of like too present i don't know we can talk about more about the like relationship between work and life <laughs> in a in a future episode yeah um but that was something that you oh there was something that you touched on there that i wanted to respond to and now my it has evaporated from my brain was it the adaptability piece the skills piece? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. So along the lines of adaptability, I feel like that paired with like resilience is really important because I feel like having your shit together is not like knowing what you're going to do. Like it's not knowing I'm going to go to point A and then point B and then point C. Having your shit together is knowing like, well, I can end up at point S and still deal with it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's like what I am striving towards. And very far away from, <laughs> let's be real. Um, but I think that's definitely what I kind of perceive as like a goal or like a skill that I would like to nurture and develop. Um, and I think as well, like, so it's really interesting, like for some reason in the past two weeks, like so many podcasts that I've listened to and like videos I've seen and books I've read and stuff have like all mentioned curiosity as this like driving force behind 
like humanity essentially and behind like what helps us to grow and to improve but also what allows us to have fulfilling lives like emotionally fulfilling lives and I think that that is something that is really key like staying curious um curious to learn about new situations curious to keep learning about yourself curious to develop new skills new skill sets um I think is definitely something that is really really key definitely absolutely and I think that's the other really funny thing right is like I feel like there was a point in time where like having a skill like for example being a good photographer and having that skill of photography would have like gotten you far or like being a good writer or I mean being good at comps I still gets you far so whatever but that's again not bitter at all um being mediocre at comps still gets you far <laughs> I think oof. that's what makes me better <laughs> shots fired <laughs> shade thrown oof but yeah, but I mean, there were points in times where like the actual content of what you learned, that's the skill of the content was a bit more important. But I think we live in a time where like your skills as a person actually play a lot into your ability to succeed, which is why work life balance also becomes hard because I've noticed this in myself. Like I was helping interview my replacement for my position um, the other day and when we were asking about what are the what are the skills for the job that you know would be most important i wasn't saying oh understanding this business aspect or doing that media related thing or understanding social media in this way i was saying be efficient be organized be adaptable learn on the job like and those are things that those are things i strive to be in my life as well like those are things that are important to me as a person, like, I want to be adaptable where, like, I go into, like, X and Y and Z situations and they're all wildly different and I can manage in all of them. I want to be someone who, like, has the most efficient way to do something and does it all the time so, like, I can spend my time doing a lot of different things that I want to be doing. I want to be someone who um, doesn't need, can be friends with more than one type of person and, like, can connect with more than one type of person. And, and all of those things totally play into and are, and are equally as important to succeeding professionally. And I think, I mean, and obviously, it's hard to talk about this without talking about work-life balance because I feel like that's something that you and I, um, but like both Maddie and I struggle with a lot, um, both in college. And for me, that definitely continued in the last year where um, I would like a lot of times I'd be working a bit on, over the weekend. I'd be working through the week. I'd come home and work until like 11 at night. And but from an, from but different people intervened at different points, like Maddie being someone who from the start told me to stop doing that and take a lunch break. Um, you know, good things that I'm still not great at doing. And my dad and my cousins and all, all of these people being like, you don't have to keep working over time. You don't have to keep giving so much of yourself because I connected so strongly with it because the skills I was learning had, had weren't just professional. Like that's just, there's no clear cut boundaries anymore. Um, and that makes it really hard too, because it's like, where do you actually, where do you draw that line? Where do you separate? So like when we talk about post-graduation, like the reason that came up for me in my mind was that this whole time we've been talking about the skills we've learned and the work we've done and all of this, but, and, and, and there's like been pieces of our person as well in there. But the fact is that like when I think about this last year, like my job has been important to me and has taught me so, so much and I'm really grateful. And that is true. I'm not taking away from that. But if I think about it, 
I have grown so much and that's what really stands out to me so much more than anything else and like my relationship with Maddie has changed so much in the last year much more like obviously for the better because you grow and you learn and you do all that good stuff and and my relationship with my family has grown so much and my relationship with some of my oldest friends has grown so much and 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 it's like it's funny because I don't know I'm thinking of John Lennon actually I feel like isn't he the one who said life is what happens when you're busy making plans um quite possibly sounds like a John Lennon thing to say right I feel I'm pretty sure it's him someone correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) but um but but I feel like he but I feel like that is so true where you where I feel like when I really think about like I moved to New York to work for this company and do this stuff and be like do a, a lot of these cool things and make a lot of these cool opportunities and that was my plan and everything that I really think about when I think of post graduation life that just forms a really, really small part. Okay, so for context, I'm holding up my hands here. I, I realize the only person who can see this is Maddie. Um, but I'm basically holding up my hands and like the, the work just forms a really small part of it. it. Do what you will with your imaginations with that information. Um, but sorry, y'all, I'm a really visual talker and it becomes hard sometimes. Life's hard, it's fine. Um, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Why am I so awkward? <laughs> because life is hard. <laughs> All right, Maddie, you say words now. But no, I think also that like it's really interesting because I feel like this past year has made has really put the whole like work life balance thing into very different perspective because in a huge part not being in the US anymore. Like I don't really think that I've found work-life balance that difficult in the past year. Like, I just don't... I've been in a place where no one else expects me to be working all the time. Like, where I am now, like, none of my... None of the friends who I, like, actually see face-to-face are, like, working all the time. Most people I know are, like working in non-career related jobs like doing hobbies seeing friends and like that's where their lives are and they're really happy with that and they're like yeah maybe in a couple years i'll like you know really do something that actually like uses my degree um but for now i just want to like enjoy this stage and i think like being in an environment where like that's what i'm interacting with most of the time has made it much easier for me to also do that and so then it's really interesting because I also sometimes think about how like the struggle of work-life balance, like the struggle part of it has become so normalized and sometimes I wonder if it's almost like this narrative that we feed ourselves that like this thing is impossible, it can't be reached, when like I think in some contexts it really can't be because we are so, like we're social beings right and we are so governed by who else we're interacting with and when all of the people who we're interacting with are stressing out about their work and having no balance between what they do for a living and what they do as a human um but also keep those areas really separate i think that's the thing as well because when you force those areas to be separate and you don't have a balance that's really dangerous if you find a healthy way for them to coalesce i think that can also be good um Like, I don't think that necessarily needs to be a bad thing. I think it can be an unhealthy thing. But I think when it's unhealthy, it's because they're not really, like, coexisting. 
but I don't know, I just, sometimes, like, I think about the fact that, like, everyone I know in the US is so stressed out, and, like, people I know in other places just aren't, and it's not that they're not stressed ever, but they're stressed about certain things, and then once the thing is over, the stress dissipates, they're not just, like, stressed in life, and... I feel like that's also been really weird for me because I feel like a big part of my like identity was caught up in the like being the person who's always like stressed because I am a compulsive overachiever and so it's also been difficult to navigate that like what does that mean for my sense of self no longer being that person and what does that even mean to be a person who achieves things versus being a person you got me <laughs> I don't know what to tell I didn't try to. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for sure. I mean, I, I feel you, but I got no answers. It is, it is really strange, though. I think the one thing that's really funny, like going off of that, I think I briefly was telling you this right before we started recording and then decided that this was interesting and related to what we were talking about, so I decided to stop telling you this then so you could hear this for the first time. I'm recently... As, I, as I'm coming to an end at my time in New York and I'm going back home, I'm at a point where like, so I'm heading back home and, and I'm excited to be back home. I love my family, I've missed them. I've not lived at home in five years. Um, and I'm also a big believer in like full circle. So I think it is really important every time you finish a big life stage to like go back and actually take stock of what you've learned and what you've done. And, um, and I think going home and what I'm gonna be doing over the next year is gonna be a big part of that for me, you know? Um, and I, I really do believe that. But in some ways, I feel like I'm right back where I started a year ago. Like, if, if you really look at it, like, and I had this conversation with another friend of mine. And it's funny because I was giving her all this big advice and this massive spiel about, no, but you're not in the same place. You've learned so much. And I'm saying exactly the same thing as her. Like, I mean, she was right because it, it feels like we haven't done anything. I'm back here. I still don't know where my life is going. I'm applying to grad school again. Like, if you look at it on paper, I'm doing exactly the same things I was doing a year ago. Like, yeah, there. here's the difference, though, right, is they are different things. I'm not applying for the same programs. I'm not applying to the same places. I'm not coming at it with the same perspective. Um, so, yeah, so there, there's a lot of internal shifts, for sure. And I'm not, I'm not about to be like, no, those don't matter. It's all the same. Like, no, not, not where I'm at. Not really what I think. Not how I flow. But... But it is, it is strange that like, it's been a whole year. It's been 365 days since, since we graduated. It's been 365 days since that whole thing happened. I don't know how much I have to show for it. And I'm not even upset about it. Cause I'm starting to realize that, I don't know, I feel like up until you finish studying, and I'm sure I'll go back to this if I go back to studying again, is, is you constantly have things, you have to have things to show for what you've done. But what if the work you've done is internal and what if it doesn't show? And what if like on the surface, like you look like you're in the same place as you were? Like that's something I have to learn to live with. And like people will be like, oh, so you're in the same place again? And, and, and the easy answer is, yeah, I am. And so what if I don't know where things are going? So what if like it looks like I'm in the same place again? So what if some rando who doesn't actually know anything that I've learned or been through like thinks that nothing's different or that I've done nothing and sat in my butt like so what if that's what they think because the people who matter people like my boss and people who I work for will know that that's not the case will know that I've actually done things with my life and like more importantly than any of that I will know that 
and I will be aware of how much has changed because more so than any of the work or productivity that I've had, it's like, I've learned so much. New York has been such a learning experience in the best way. Like I don't, I feel like I do this thing sometimes where I'm like, this person was a good learning experience when I, when they were like awful to me and have taught me a lot. Ouch. Not to not to reduce them to that, but also like if all they've done is taught me how to not be some way or be some way, like then that's what you've reduced yourself to. Your actions reduced yourself to a learning experience. That's not me. If you couldn't treat me well, then you became a lesson I learned and sucks to suck. But but and I don't mean when I call New York a learning experience, I do not mean that because it has been unbelievable living here. But there's also so much that I've learned there, right? Because I feel like, Maddie, you obviously know this. I am such a romantic person and I romanticize everything. And I like, I love the idea of like rose tinted glasses and happy fairy tale endings. And, but I feel like New York is the ultimate place that is built up like that, where like, oh yeah, it's like the, the American dream and this and, and glitzy glam and blah, blah, blah and whatever. Um, very intelligible words there, Priyanka. Good job. Um, but, but New York is a place that, once the romance is gone, it's a very different city. And it was almost perfect being here because I love this city. I love it with everything I have, but it is a lot. And New York is fantastic and great and glamorous and loud and happy until it's not. And when it's not, whew, that really hits you. And I think learning to be able to view those two sides of that and see the reality of it while knowing the story and being able to see what parts of the reality feed into the story and see that whole picture for what it is, that's also been huge. And that's been a skill that I'm really excited about. And I'm excited to take that and go to new places. I don't know, there's so much to it. Yeah, I feel very similarly in terms of the not really feeling like I have that much to show for the past year, which I mean, I do have things that I could show for it in some ways. But like you, I feel like the most important changes have been predominantly internal. And I think I do still like sometimes like I definitely go through bouts of like really intense like insecurity or like feeling upset about that because of like still wanting to be able to have something to show for it, something tangible. Um, and that all comes from a place of insecurity and is all something that, you know, needs to be dealt with over time and I think you know is a gradual learning experience it's not going to change at once and I definitely have made progress in that respect but I think also some of it comes down to like this obsession that I feel like as a society we have with progress and with always going to the next thing and never really being content with what we have and it's almost seen as though being content with what you have is being lazy because you're not doing you're not wanting more when actually I kind of think that's like the worst way to live <laughs> in a lot of ways if you're only ever striving for the next thing and never just like taking stock of where you are or being happy with where you are. And I think that that's definitely um, something that I have found myself doing more over the course of the past year. I think especially like being in a like geographical location where I just do feel more myself and I feel more free from other people's expectations. I think it has been easier to do that um, and obviously still has its challenges and then there's also like 
I feel like the really unglamorous parts of like living somewhere cool or moving somewhere that people don't really talk about like it's really lonely mm -hmm. like it is really lonely to move by yourself to a new place and to not know anyone and to then think that you've like made friends with these two people but then you're not really sure and you don't really see each other that often you're like oh what if we're not really friends but then you are friends it's just that people are busy and like I feel like that kind of stuff as well is also like a learning experience in the best way possible in that it like reveals all of your insecurities to you like I thought that I had made so much progress during college and I had um about my like insecurities to do with friendships but obviously that doesn't go away once you graduate it's not as though like everything is somehow miraculously solved like of course that's ridiculous um and that it's a good reminder and it like I'm glad that I'm having experiences where those insecurities are being revealed to me even if it is obviously difficult um but I do yeah exactly it's a learning experience in the best way yeah absolutely yeah which is maybe a good point to wrap things up agreed <laughs> I feel like we've been talking for a while and I think we've covered a lot we have and I hope this was interesting to y'all I know we have we always have all the thoughts and we really enjoy our conversations but that's us um i mean you know of course we enjoy listening to ourselves talk <laughs> gee i wonder can you name a thing more human liking the sound of your own voice well or rather liking the, the content is, of your own voice not the sound yeah <laughs> let me <laughs> to be precise there accurate accurate um but anyway Thank y'all so much for listening. We had so much fun recording this first episode and we hope you'll stick around to listen to more of what we have to say. And also we'd love to hear from you. So if anything stood out, if anything was relatable, if anything, if you, even if you want to relate to the fact that we're both hyper-competitive in very different ways, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely go over to our Instagram at also Imperfection in Training. And yeah, just let us know what you thought what your thoughts are about graduating going through life changes moving anything like that um just any time that you've experienced one of those anytime you've seen one of those expectation versus reality memes and it has spoken to you on a deeper level and share some <laughs> of those memes know. with us too oh my god yes i want to see all of them and um, cry sadly in my room <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like crying over memes is like a very specific type of therapeutic experience. <laughs> In which I am the most millennial ever. Oh lordy, you and me both, my love. Already. Okay. Well, that wraps everything up for today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it so much. And we can't wait to be back next week with another episode. See y'all. Much love. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.